1: You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, established 2019, direct from the North Wales coast. His verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Parmer.
0: Welcome to episode 34 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, and my guest this week, what a treat, what a treat we've got. It's the UK, we're going back to the UK, and it is the fourth generation superstar of the world-famous Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. Ricky Knight Jr. is one of the hottest prospects in the UK, in the world. He's wrestled a lot of places in his early career, he's been to America, all over Europe, you'll get to hear so much from him his influences, how the family have influenced him, the styles he's taken from his family members. Just another great, great episode with a great, great guy. He's got his head screwed on for a young guy too. So here we go, episode 34 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast with Ricky Knight Jr. Enjoy. Right, a warm welcome to my guest for episode 31 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's the fourth generation star of the world-famous Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. How's it going, Ricky?
1: Very well, mate, uh, good. Considering we're in this time, um, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Pleasure's all mine, man. Pleasure's all mine. How is everything with lockdown, Ricky? What, how are you finding it?
1: Uh, hard, um, you know. Obviously, from going to be on the road, you know, every weekend or all week, in most cases, um, to you know, sitting in the house and not doing nothing, or you know, going for a run or, and walks and. The weights I have got in the garden, it's very hard because it's a complete change of lifestyle, isn't it? But everyone's in the same boat, I guess.
0: I'm going to i gonna begin, like, into the wrestling stuff. When did you first become part of a wrestling show?
1: Oof. Well, when I was about two days uh, old, my dad got me the ring and, like, sort of a tradition. You know, like, when I was a baby down here, they sort of give him the ring and hold him up front of the fans. So, I don't know, when I was two days like old that's the first time I was in a ring on show
0: cool man cool when was your when was your first experience in a match capacity
1: uh, well you know I, I was managing my dad at like four years old but my first match was when I was about nine I wrestled someone else who was uh, about 11 or 12 and then um, when I was 10 years old I wrestled like an adult as like my first initiation match
0: that's, that's early man <laughs> You were young. You were so young going in there. That's that's cool. I don't think many oh, could yeah. say. I don't think many could say they were that young having their first match.
1: No, no, definitely not.
0: <laughs> Which wrestlers did you gravitate to as a kid? Like in terms of like WWE, you know the big the big companies. Maybe even obviously the companies over here and Wall. Are there any yeah, guys you gravitated and, um, to?
1: I've sort of always been, you know, my my dad sort of been the person that I look up to as a career um so i think my i personally think my dad's like one of the best workers in the world but he's never got that main stage platform to format um you know because of stuff that has happened in his past but my dad has been like a quite big influence on what i base my my wrestling off and um you know him and Shawn michaels and you know in the WWE i think Shawn michael's probably the best wrestler to grace a professional wrestling ring um so they're the sort of two that you know I looked up to uh, growing up, and I still I still do now.
0: How was training and learning the craft of pro wrestling? How, how did you find it when you were younger?
1: Difficult. Um, at first as well because it was I was sort of like the first child to like start training with the adults. Um, which down here now they have like uh, kids classes, like all the children go together. But obviously, I was the first child to, you know, wrestle the adults. With no other children around, so it was quite hard because they didn't know whether to, you know, treat me like an adult or treat me like a kid, or you know, they just didn't know what to do. But once, you know, after like the first sort of year of breaking into and like training, it, it sort of becomes natural, and they sort of treat me like an adult. And um, a lot of them wanted to wrestle me because lighter, so throw me around. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, especially like first coming, so it, it was very weird, you know, going from wrecking people like twice your size and three times your weight.
0: What was it like developing your move set? I know that's probably fast forwarding a bit, getting your moves together and stuff like that. How, how was that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's, I, like I said I took, I'm quite lucky with my family because I can take that like a little bit from each of them and that's not just like a moveset. that's like, you know, their personas and the way they move around the ring. So I've been very fortunate to be born into the family I have. Um, you know, and for me, it's sort of, I've got set moves that I do do, or set sequences I do do, like, you know, the fantasy, but I wouldn't necessarily have a moveset because, you know, you can win a fight in any way, and the same with wrestling, you know, it doesn't matter what move you hit as long as it's effective, you know what I mean? That's so cool. I don't, I don't so much have a moveset, you know, i got st- stuff, but, you know, i got a little one, but I like to sort of, off the fly and like keep a big move set open rather than have like select moves that I do like the five moves I do
0: <laughs> who, have you yeah. enjoyed, who have you enjoyed tearing it up with in the ring who, who's, who's been good to, to get in there with and really you know, test yourself with?
1: Yeah yeah. again um, you know, obviously growing up watching like my dad and that down here uh, in Norwich it was um, you know, I always wanted to be in the main event like with my dad because that's where he always was and he always a world champion and a uh, fight there um, at, at Car Road we only have 5,000 people in uh, to wrestle him there was like you know a very real moment and like we did like a load of crazy spots and that so that was nice to wrestle him there and um, Robbie X to wrestle Robbie X like numerous amount of places now and numerous amount of times there's been positive feedback online so um, me and him obviously did something right and Robbie's a fantastic guy as well let alone a fantastic worker but so, you know, to sort of wrestle him as well and pair up places is, is great. So, um, yeah, those are the like, main sort of two that I, I reflect back to you.
0: That's cool, man. What are you, oh, what, what, a time, what a time to be doing it as well, the amount of guys are are out there now for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, the time right now is probably not so fortunate. But yeah, but, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, <laughs> I should have worded that better, Rick. Can you tell the listeners and the viewers where pro wrestling has taken you different promotions... Have you been outside
1: of the UK? Obviously, list your UK ones as well. Um, Obviously, quite. I think I be uh, way too many to name, but you know, I've been obviously D W, where I trained, um, which obviously ran by the Night Family, Um, and then I went to Hope Wrestling, um, and then I went to Southside Wrestling. I obviously don't run anymore, but was ran by Ben Old. I went to PCW with my dad and uncle, and that's the first sort of place that had me regular when I was, like, young. I was only, like, 16, or maybe 15, but they had me, like, regular all all the time, as well as my uncle and dad. So um, PCW was Stephen Flutter. Um, You know, I was very fortunate, like, he took a chance to me. And then I then broke properly in with um, Ben at Southside. Um, And then, yeah, I sort of just went from there, you know. I've been lucky enough that I'm now with Pro. And Andy Kilden, which is a fantastic wrestling promotion, and um, I've been very fortunate already, which I'm grateful for. Um, I've been to ITW in Scotland, um, BWR in Cleethorpes, where, yeah. um, where I've had some great matches with Robbie there, um, and then yeah, I've been you know I've wrestled for uh, H.E.W. Target Wrestling, um, U.W.E. which is run by Ben Taylor, um, yeah. Pornstar, DoA, uh, yeah. I think there's a few other ones that I'll probably forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. Good, that,
0: was li- that was a good list.
1: That was a good off the top of your head, that Rick. Yeah, I mean, the ones are sort of. I think they're the ones I've held a belt in. That's why. <laughs> but, <laughs> have um, you been? Have you been abroad? Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of think this. So I've been to. Um, I I went to. Well, I can't remember. Oh, the first place I went to was France, and um, I went there twice for ECTA wrestling. Um, which I won when I first like, felt overseas over there. Um, I wrestled Mitchell Starr twice. And then um, I went to Germany. Um, I went to Germany twice. Um, and then I went to New Orleans in 2018. Yeah, mum. And um, I, was, I wrestled Luke Hawkes, Perry, PJ Hawks, and um, Damian 666 and Vessia 666 from The Crash. Cool. Uh, so I wrestled for a walk out over there. That was me and my dad. So it was like a father and son match. And um, we walked out on top. Um, and then recently I just went to Orlando. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I have got a few other ones lined up. But I was meant to be in South Africa in uh, July. Cool. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. But that's another place that yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to. So there's many other countries, you know, like Japan and going back to America. And there's those more places I'd, I'd love to go and love to experience
0: just keep adding stuff to your tool belt, isn't it, with the world styles?
1: Well, yeah, you know, not just that, you know, when you we can only do this for a certain amount of time and some people, can do it, you know, some people can do it longer than others, but you get a bad injury, you know, like my aunt, and you've got nothing to show for it, how devastating you be, you know what I mean? But yeah, if you've got a big injury and you've got all these memories and all these places you've been, all these people, like the amazing people you've met, all these amazing wrestlers that, um, you know, you've had great matches with and, um, you know, and it's all sort of worth it in the end in a little bit of a sick way. <laughs> cool.
0: You touched upon there and the match with your dad. I had that down as a question. Um, so, yeah, was just, how was it coming up against your dad? Um, obviously, winning, winning the title, how, how, was, how was that? How was it for you, just yeah. depending on it a bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, like, to sort of sum it up, like, you know, um, I played, when I was younger, I played for uh, Norwich, you know, like, at an academy level. Um, and so did my dad. So for us to go there and put on the first wrestling show to ever be in, you know, Cairo, which I think is a think it's a fantastic idea because the stadium holds thirty thousand, and you could probably get five thousand on the pitch, maybe ten thousand on the pitch. So um, to sort of be there and like the build up to it was like more than anything, like it's crazy. I, that that's a memory that will like live for me forever. Um, you know that was like the first stadium show for example and i remember just like pulling up in the car after like seven months of knowing what's going on and um yeah i walk in and like we had all these vip passes um and i had my brother-in-law with me so i gave him my like uh triple a pass so he could get in obviously i walked straight in because they, they knew like obviously uh, um who i was and obviously the family and um yeah sort of walking in and seeing the ring these set out with like like four different trucks on there, like for the rings and for the chairs and for the, like, the weapons and the merch band. And sort of being there it was such a beautiful day. It was so sunny. Um, and yeah, was, like, I don't know, just, just looking in, it was crazy. Um, and then when I then got, we then went upstairs um, and got changed. Um, and yeah, and then like, you could sort of like go up another level and watch out. And just watching the crowd um, come in. I went to the stairs and like, watched them walking in. And then, um, there's a disabled lad called Brandon who was, a, was like a big fan, but he was like, sh- trying to shout to get my attention. So I went downstairs and I like, walked through the fans, and, like, got a picture of him. Um, just because obviously he wasn't about to do it at the, at the meet and greet because he can't really, like, get around. Yeah. Um, going back up and just watching. So now it's just crazy watching five thousand people come in. And, um, yeah. And then when we were then rested my dad. I don't know. It just it just went in a second. You know, it took forever to come around. It just went in a second. But uh, yeah, it was an experience that I'll I'll never forget. Turnbuckle TV is the home of UK wrestling on demand, featuring over 40 UK wrestling promotions and other wrestling-related channels. Subscribe today from just £1.99 and start your free one-month trial now. GTG often imitated but never duplicated. Ten abroad at the shoulder, nine at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any limp. We're the best of the best. The beasts of the East. S-O-S. Simply out of sight. G-T-G. When he said, good times down to you. Can no you worries. tell
0: us where else you have held titles? That was the question.
1: <laughs> yeah. um So, I can I probably do a few of them in order. So, my first ever belt was a tag team title against... Uh, for H-E-W, H-E-W Tag Team title. They're like, this yellow belt, like bright yellow, and they have like, paint over him because so like they're so old. Um, and I won that on my cousin uh, PJ night. Um, and it's funny, actually, because we weren't meant to go over. Uh, we weren't meant to win and uh, one of the guys didn't turn up. So, um, it was sort of like a two-on-one. And, um, yeah, so that was my first belt. My second belt come a bit after that. That was WW W-E-W under-23 title in a ladder match. Um and then from there, that's probably all a in order, remember. And I've held the I've held a few down in W. So I've had the W um cruise weight open my every which I won off Jody Flush. Um I've been like a W World tag team Champion like three or four times. Um oh, W uh British Champ, W T V champ, um W World Champ, uh and then I've had uwe heavyweight title which i still got uwe international title which i still got um i've been CWR cruiserweight champion um which i'm probably a bit too heavy for now <laughs> i've been Southside uh tag camp uh Southside speaking champion which i still have and Southside side uh, european champion um i've had yeah the ecta junior championship um and the ECTA Tag Team Championship, and um, the Target, uh yeah, Target Championship. Um, oh. Yeah, there's probably a couple of one I forgot. But yeah, they're the ones that sort of spring to mind.
0: Who have you come up against, defending various titles you've won? Who were some of the standout guys, maybe for you, who've been in there with defending the belts?
1: Yeah, uh, reverse back to Robbie X. Um, Recently, uh, Valentine's Day this year, actually, um, I was that's me and Robbie X went to York Hall um, for the speaking title. And fun fact for anyone, like none of the Knight families have ever won at York Hall, and um, I went there and I was the first Knight family member to win at York Hall and defend the belt. So that was obviously quite a nice one to to defend against. yeah, that, that's, that's probably one, that's probably the biggest one, to be fair, because just like the, the singing of it, you know what I mean? That's my first singles at um, York Hall for Red Pro. Um, that was sold out. Um, and yeah, not, none of my fans have ever won there before. And um, to sort of break like the curse um, of York Hall and WrestleRobby X and come out the winner, uh, I think that's sort of the, the biggest one, just because what the odds were stacked against me, you know what I mean?
0: Which domestic talents, which UK talents do you reckon are going to be, take wrestling by storm? Got guys like UK-based guys that are standing out for you who are going to make a name for themselves?
1: Um, I mean, there's a few obvious ones, but you know, I don't want to pick them out. I think um, there's a lot of hidden talent. I've seen that uh, I don't think have been anywhere else far like down this way. Um, Alexander Young. I've said this on a few other podcasts as well. Um, I think he. One of the best workers in the world, but no one's ever seen it. Um, you know, no one's ever seen how good he is because he's only been down here. He did have one match in Southside, but that's towards the end when they were obviously um, swapping over. So I'd love to see Alexander Young in uh, a lot more places. He's like the main one that whenever anyone asks me like who deserves to be out there, or who's like the most underrated wrestler, you know, it, like he's he's fantastic, but no one knows about. Him. He's like a hidden gem, um, and then yeah, like. Obviously, you got a few obvious ones as well, um, but not too many to be honest with. It springs to mind because a lot of the up-and-coming wrestlers are the wrestlers that are already present. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Okay. Guys around the world now. It can't be your guys on TV and stuff now on the on the world scene who are sticking out for you and like you like to watch.
1: Not to be honest with you, not really. <laughs> no. Um, I, I like I like watching any wrestling. I think that. I think everyone that is a wrestler is always was a like a fan first. You know, we all love wrestling. That's why we do it. Um, but I don't. There's not one person that necessarily sticks out because it's so good. Because everyone does something different. You know, and you look at like the three big companies, for example, like New Japan, WWE, AEW. You all bring something different to the cards. And um, I like I like watching it and staying in the loop. And um, there's not one person that I uh, like you know. Gravitate to or look up to because I want to be the first Ricky Knight Jr., not the second someone else. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that I respect and think you know, they're fantastic workers. And, you know, and there's, there's people obviously oh, I want to be in, in that level of performance because obviously I want to be the number one athlete in the world.
0: That's cool. G- cool. Good answer. Good answer. You weren't playing favorites there either. I like how you didn't say anybody. <laughs> oh. That's cool. Where would you like to wrestle where you haven't had the chance to yet?
1: I think the three companies I've just named. Wait. Uh, <laughs> so there are the, they're the three, one, the, well, out of one of them three, you want to end up in one, don't you? So um, I think that's a goal for any wrestler. Any wrestler, no matter how, how old they are, how long they've been doing it, um, how good they are, I think the dream is to end up with a contract signed somewhere because then you can say, you know, there's a difference between being like a, I am professional wrestler to being a professional wrestler, you, you know, um, and yeah, for me, like I just said, I'm a wrestling fan, so I'd have to perform in all three, every single one of them. But um, if you take them away, I think there's, there's a few other uh, others, you know, like your um, Fight Club Pro over here, I think are fantastic. Yeah, and um, your Pro Wrestler fantastic. Um, there's there's loads of other companies that there's loads of companies that I haven't worked for. Um, you know, I think I've worked for a few companies, but then when I look at how many other companies there are as well, I haven't been lucky enough to work for them. So, you know, like, oh, I'd love to go work for every company. I mean, you've got Breed pro wrestling, you've got Tidal wrestling, um, you're all fantastic companies as well. And then obviously there's your obvious ones, you know, like your ring of honor. Um, and then, you know, you've got like, loads, loads of other companies that I'd love to work for. And any company that I haven't, I'd love to. If I could work for every company in the world, I would.
0: Ricky, what would be a dream singles match for
1: you? Oh, well, unrealistic would be myself selfie Shawn Michaels, but. Um, hey! That,
0: he wrestled a couple of years ago. He came out retirement. Anything could happen.
1: I think, yeah, another five years, I'll have to give him a little phone call that I. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe, like, my dad, wrestled my dad on a even bigger scale yet yeah, again you know in front of like these big crowds in front of you know like 70,000 people or 100,000 people I think that would be like a dream match to be able to being like the first father and son showing them lot like, a big scale because um, it's something yet yeah, again that's different and in wrestling it's very rare you get something different because yeah. wrestling's been around so long that most things have been done and most of those things have been forgotten about to be fair
0: That's cool I'm going to extend off that I'm going to go into who would you like Who would you like to go up against in a tag capacity?
1: Tag team. Um, I think for when I was growing up, it would have to be like DX probably, like Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Just for when I was growing up, they're like the, they're the ones that I'd skip to to watch on Sky or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think that, like, they're the big ones that I would want to work. Um, but then there's, you know then there could be loads more others that would want to be. If I had to pick one, i would probably be like CX, but there's Shawn Michaels and Triple H.
0: What advice have you got for young guys coming into the business now? Obviously, I know we're on an off period at the moment, but what would be your advice to young guys that are going in to start training?
1: Um, I, I actually have a few people messing message on Instagram like on your, uh, your messages request and like the same apply is just get into your, like, your local training school um go in there start training but don't stay at one you know training school like go around because every teacher can teach you something different you know that's like with anything not just wrestling but so that my method might be different to how someone else's method would be and like you can find which one fits you best but go somewhere you know listen to your trainer um and then you know what what they say that they are right because they're your trainer and just go around work as hard as you can try getting uh, try get a good body um, make sure you you ring fit so make sure your your cardiovascular fitness is fine because um, you want to be if you're going into a match and you're 25 minutes in and you know action after action and you're you're tired you've got a good chance of dropping someone and hurting someone um, so yeah like you know stay uh, make sure you're fit make sure you got a good body uh, listen to your trainer. And just, just travel around. If, if someone's going to a show and there's a spare seat in the car, ask if you can jump in, come down, meet the, meet the promoter, meet the performers. Feel what it's like to be there. Feel the energy. Because um, I know being there, like, I feel the energy. Like you get a different buzz rather than hearing about it. If you're seeing it firsthand. You, you really feel like what... I don't know, it's hard to explain, but when you're there and you, you're watching someone else in the ring, you're thinking, God, I wish I was in that ring. I should be in that ring you know what you need to do. Like, if you're going to go home, you're going to work harder. So, yeah, just keep working as hard as you can. Listen to your trainers and you've got a good chance of going far. Do
0: you think, um, do you think some guys are rushed into their first match? Because I've had different time frames for different people when they've had their first match. I know everyone's different how they learn and pick things up. But do you think some guys are getting I... thrown in there too soon, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think Anyone would be wrong to say, no, I think there's definitely been someone who has been thrown into a match too soon or thrown into something too soon. But um, that's not for me to decide, that's for the boss to decide.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, if the boss thinks they're ready, then they're ready. And uh, that, that's how it is really. But if, if those situations have been thrown into something that you're, that you're unsure of or you're not sure if you can live up, that is what makes you um, a better performer. Okay.
0: That's cool that's cool,
1: and to be fair, i can't really say much. I was 10 when I got thrown in, so i can't say too much it's
0: the it's the, hey, it's your, it's the family it's the family man, That's that's what it's all yeah, about the NA, they want you in as early as possible and learning so, no, that hey you're, you're fine, you're fine, man you're fine have yeah, you managed Have you managed to watch much wrestling with obviously with lockdown
1: yeah I, I don't and I watch it all the time. Um, whether that's, you know, I just go on YouTube and watch like the highlights of whatever the show was, you know, yeah. like your AEW or New yeah. Japan or WWE, because for me, like I just said, I'd love to wrestle any, any one of them. And yeah. if I was to go to one of them, I want to be in the, the loop. So I know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I know what other people are doing. And not just that, it's good to see what the British guys are doing, um, yeah. to see how well they're doing, because a lot of them are, are my friends. See that they um, are doing so well for themselves.
0: Have you seen Money in the
1: Bank? Have You seen it yet? Yeah, I, I like I said, I watched the I watched the highlights. Yeah. Like, I'm quite impatient. I can't. I don't like watching. If a film's boring, I'll turn a film off after 20 minutes, and I'll just go to another one. So like I can't I can't sit there for three hours like you know watching wrestling, but like half an hour I can watch the highlights. Yeah, I did watch the um, I did watch the like the Money in the Bank match though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It's crazy. I uh, oh, I wasn't expecting the way they shot it and stuff. We're just adapting, aren't we, to, to what's going
1: yeah, down? Yeah. Play because how many other people would have that idea?
0: Yeah. So
1: it just goes to show whoever's writing the storylines or whoever's idea that was that just shows how much different like they are. Like they're on another level um, as well as like, all the others. But you know they they went in there and they made it interesting because they did obviously not just that. And um, you've got to look at the guys as well. You look at the Money in the Bank match. It's, it's a very brutal match. And to be doing that in front of no one, it's, it's going to hurt a lot. And, you know, when you handle that adrenaline, you pick up these little injuries. And be able to go around the, the performance centre and, you know, during this time, that's something, you know, they brought the first two-night WrestleMania, which will be remembered forever. Um, they brought the first WrestleMania in front of no one. And um, now they brought the Money in the Bank match in the, the headquarters. So at least that you know they're definitely bringing stuff different to the table and they're trying out things which is, is great
0: people people are getting on my nerves moaning and groaning they'll still watch it though Do you know what I mean if, if you're not if you're not happy with it just don't don't watch it a lot of negativity a lot of negativity
1: yeah I, I, know, I know what you're saying mate
0: it's just it just don't watch it it's simple
1: <laughs> they get on my nerves yeah I mean they- that's the same with anything though. You know, that's just not, um, you know, I've got, I've got a few wrestlers, well, I was in a few group chats and um, some of the wrestlers will moan about, you know, like other wrestlers, but at the end of the day, there's pointless moaning. People moan about everything. People moan about EastEnders, Coronation Street, you know what I mean? So that is just, that is just how we are. It's what we do. Yes.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool. Right, Ricky, plug your social media for me, please.
1: Yes. At Ricky underscore Jr. So that Ricky Knight Jr.
0: Okay, lovely, lovely. Right, fourth generation member of the world famous Wrestling Knight family, Ricky Knight Jr. Thanks for coming on today, fella.
1: Thank you for having me anytime.
0: A big thank you to Stephen Ash and Ed Dowling for producing the track It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast, The Theme. So thank you very much for that, lads. Much appreciated. Love it. It fits really well. So cheers. Thanks to you big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro as always superb superb Chris Dutton thank you very much for editing once again appreciate buddy and also to Lee who does my website Lee puts the stuff up on the website without you guys I'd be screwed so once again as always appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me means a lot guys